There's power in the name of Jesus. There's healing in the name of Jesus. There's salvation in the name of Jesus. The Bible says that demons tremble at the sound of that name. Welcome to the ministry of Bishop Emmanuel Nkefel of the Lighthouse Chapel International, Light of the World Cathedral, Kolegono. Bishop Nkefel is a medical doctor and senior pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International, Light of the World Cathedral, Kolegono. A seasoned and anointed preacher and teacher of the Word of God, followed with various miracles, signs and wonders. His in-depth teaching of the Word of God will change your life forever. Now... Here's today's message. Hallelujah. Lift up your hands. Thank God for another wonderful time. We are grateful unto you for the opportunity to come to your presence. We love you, Jesus. Hallowed be thy name. We love you. Hallelujah. Holy, holy, Lord, you are worthy, and I am honored to sing your praise. King of glory, God Almighty, hallowed be your Lift up your hands, everybody. Come on. All creations. All creation. Every nation. As it's been by As it was done up in heaven. As it's Let it be that here on it. Let it be that here on it. Let it be that here on it. Hallowed be your name. Lift up your hands and your voice and tell Jesus, come on. Hallowed be your name. Hallowed be your name. Lord and Majesty, divine authority. Hallowed be. Hallowed be your name. Hallowed be your name. Hallowed be your name. Hallowed be your name. Lord and Majesty, 
you love Jesus. Just lift up your hands and say something beautiful to the Lord this morning. We worship you, Master. We praise you. You are our King, our Savior. Hallowed be thy name. Be glorified. Be exalted. Hallowed be thy name, Lord. Tete Primo Uyo Nyami Come on Up your hands and tell Jesus, We are You may be seated. Signs of disloyalty. Signs of disloyalty. Now, you should not expect a disloyal person to come and tell you that he or she is disloyal. Do you understand it? Never expect such an announcement as a pastor, as a leader. Amen. Amen. And so, 
How can you detect people who are disloyal? You can detect it by looking out for signs. How many of you are amazed at medical doctors? That when you go to see them, eh, they don't, they are not feeling what you are feeling. But they are able to help you. Do you understand it? When you go to the doctor, you say, these days, I feel weak. I feel like vomiting. Sometimes I vomit. I feel some pain this part of my chest. My eyes are yellow. I've lost appetite. So the doctor has to help you. He helps you by looking out for signs. It's okay, please. Can you take off your shirt, lie down? He looks at your eyes. They are yellow. He said, please, can you stretch your hand like this? He said, when I stretch my hand, I look at it. Is it steady? Steady. But when you stretch your hand like this, of your eyes yellow, and all the things that said to you, he looks at you. Even when you are at home, your your friend and your brothers they saw it, they say, Ah, since when did you start to practice our mountain? Why why are you trying to practice laying on of hands? It's not laying on of hands. This means that your labor has failed and you are a few hours away from death. Based on the signs and the symptoms and what he has found. A few hours you are out. But your brother is saying, even your brother is jealous that now you have gotten set an anointing that But a doctor knows what is going on by looking out for signs. Amen. So by looking out for signs, you'll be able to pick up disloyal people. So what are these signs? What are these signs? How many of you want to know the signs? Number one, remember that we are going to plant churches home. But because of the horns, if we plant, we have wasted our time. So we are learning to become carpenters. That to fray any horns. Yeah? Hallelujah. So, number one, someone who disappoints you in times of pressure or crisis. A shepherd or a pastor. If we're a leader, look out for your shepherd or your pastor who disappoints you in times of pressure and crisis. When the church is in crisis, when the church is under pressure, look out for the people who you don't see around. 
when the church is under pressure, when there's trouble in the church, when you're a leader, you want to see your people around. But there are some people who, during that time, they hide. They don't come around. It's a sign that their heart is not with you. It's a sign. Many years ago, we had a big problem at Sakumon and our church. What a piece of land. And somebody encroached on it. And we fought him. And he was very strong. He was very strong. He knew people. He had connections. But we fought him. Everywhere he went, I went there. Everywhere he went, I went there. And then finally, we landed in court for three years. The judge was shocked. Do you know why he was shocked? He had never seen a church that is serious for a court case like that. <laughs> Number one, for all the three years, any time the case was called, I told the session about a week or two that I traveled outside the country. I was there. And on time. Dressed in my suit. Number two. The court. Always four of my church members. It was always four of my church members. No, the judge had not seen anything like that before. Yeah. I was staying in Accra and going. And often we get there that they have adjourned the case. But no problem. When should we come? You see, I was personally involved for three years. What gave me strength was that anytime I turned around, I saw my people around. And the guy was very strong. Yeah. Somebody that before the call starts at about 10, he had arrived at about 5.30, 6 a.m. His friends were all the registrars and the court of his, his friends. So you see him chat and cry. Doing this. Yeah. But I was so encouraged. And after three years, we won. Later on, when Bishop Kakra took over the church, this guy went to him and told him, he said, in the whole of Ghana, he's not afraid of anybody. He said, I am not afraid of anybody. I'm afraid of only one person. So Bishop Kakra asked him who? He said, that revenue devil. That revenue devil. He said, Why? He said, The man, I say I'm wild, but the man is wild. Yeah. So watch out for shepherds, church members, who, when the church is in crisis, for example, you are being sacked from there classroom. 
You need your people. You're going to see the owner. You need your key people. Oh, come there with you. Oh, please, we beg you. You know, but at that time, watch out for the people who are supposed to be shepherds, leaders, people with you, but you don't see them. It's a sign. Amen? Yeah. Now, in this book, the bishop relates his painful experience when we had our church was attacked many years ago. You see, many of you here, I can say it, maybe about 70 to 80 percent, you are just enjoying understand it. You are enjoying the church. And, and that is what it's supposed to be. Because fathers are supposed to fight and leave an inheritance to their children. So you don't know what the church has gone through. The whole of Lighthouse was Colgono Cathedral. And the church was attacked. It was on the day that I and some of the pastors were being ordained as reverend ministers. 28th of May. 1998. Yeah. Myself, Bishop Steve, Bishop Kakra, Bishop Richard, Reverend Kinsley, some other people. Church was attacked. There was blood all over. The bishop has to be taken away. And in the ensuing discussions and all that, people who came from the area, you see, because when a matter came to a certain point, I said, look, do you have any support in the area? I said, oh, we have members, members, plenty members who come from the area. So, okay, bring some. Bring some for these discussions. As we are meeting the enemies, do you also have people from the area? When you got to that point, the people that he depended on who were in the church, they didn't turn up for the meetings. Amen. Number two. Shepherds and pastors who disappoint you when they are under pressure. When they are under pressure. Because you have lost your job. You have abandoned the work. You have abandoned the ship. I mean, I don't have a job now. You know, so I can't come around. You know, and all that. Do you understand? When you are under pressure. But faithfulness. Faithfulness is... It's a quality. Faithfulness means you don't change. Loyalty means you are the same. Whether you are under pressure or you are not under pressure, you are the same. Yeah. A good example of someone like that was Mary Magdalene. They were all under pressure. But she stayed with Christ right to the end. No wonder when Christ resurrected he did not appear to Peter or all these great guys, but a woman who truly loved him 
and faithfully stood by him when they were all under pressure. You see, when you are under pressure, financial crisis, marital problems, your job, family, but you can sit around. You can still be around us. It is a true sign of your unflinching loyalty. Amen. Amen. I hear you go home. We are talking about signs of disloyalty. Proverbs chapter 25 and verse 19. This is a scripture that you should never forget. Proverbs chapter 25 and verse 19. Confidence in an unfaithful man in time of trouble is like a broken tooth and a foot out of joint. Confidence in an unfaithful man. Somebody that you trust. Somebody that you really depend on. And say, oh, because this person is there, it's sorted. As someone, the person eh, is not part of his agenda. You have gone on trek for two weeks, two Sundays and left the church of your assistant. So, oh, because he's there, the weekday service will work. The shepherd's training will come on. Sunday, this one will come on. Then Sunday. And later you find out that even he, the step, the church, he didn't come. And he has, he has selected another shepherd. Because, you know, he has also had a certain problem. Confidence in an unfaithful man in the time of trouble is like a broken tooth. As your, your tooth be broken before, very painful. Amen? Huh? And a foot out of joint. Number three. Shepherds and pastors who have moral weaknesses. It's a sign of disloyalty. Why? Why? If such a Christian brother, such a Christian sister is living this type of life, fornicating, cheating, lying, stealing, whilst he's a shepherd or a pastor and all that, it means that, watch this, it means that the person is in rebellion against God. Do you understand it? He is in rebellion against God. Then what about you, human being? He can easily rebel against you. How many of you understand the principle? Because, because he doesn't have the fear of God. What about you, a human being? Hmm? Yeah. 
A person who lives continually in sin is often in rebellion against God. That attitude of rebellion can be turned into any of God's, can be turned onto any of God's representatives at short notice. So, pastors, watch out. Your shepherds, your assistants, who are living in sin all the time. I mean, we all fall from time to time. But some always persistently. That's what he does. Says shepherd. Slain five of the sisters. Every new convert we give to you. You have made yourself a slayer. Or a sister who has tanned yourself into a slimy, a blowy, blowing the brothers. Amen. One day. That's one of my favorite stories. But my, that my daughter, I love her. She's very proper now. But one day, one of my shepherds was uh, doing visitations. And he met a sister who was also a shepherd. So, they conversed a little and the brother said he was going home. The sister said, oh, let me see you off. So the brother said, oh, no problem. So they were going. So let's say the brother's house is at Mampo. So when they go, go to the Zion Gate, the brother said, oh, thank you. You have really come I mean, from here to the Zion Gate, you have really come. Thank you so much, you know. So, we'll meet in church. Then he says, oh, let me continue to see you. So the brother said, okay. So when they got to school of the deaf, the brother said, oh, thank you. This one dear, you know, thank you so much. God bless you. He said, oh, there's other problem. Let me just see you off. Until she entered the brother's house with him and continued and entered the brother's room and the brother said my room is very small very very small it's only my bed so when she got there then she jumped on the bed
and invited the brother to also come and lie on the bed. So I asked the brother, how did you feel? He said, Bishop, I was trembling. And then the brother noticed that. Listen on. The brother noticed that the sister was not wearing any panties. You see, now if you're a sister like that, if you behave like this, and the brother tastes an oil. Sit down. So watch out for your shepherds, your assistants, your leaders who have moral weaknesses. Yeah. It is a sign that they are not afraid of God. They are living in, re- in rebellion to God and they can easily do it to you. Number four, leaders who have financial weaknesses. Leaders who have financial weaknesses. Hmm? Again, someone who is a thief is in rebellion against God. This rebellion would eventually turn against the pastors. If such a thief is confronted about his evil deeds, he's likely to be incensed against you. In his anger at correction, he may also walk out and spread negative stories about you, claiming that you are the real thief. Remember that many traitors and rebels are also thieves. In John 12, 6, the Bible says that he, Judas, was a thief. Was not Judas who betrayed Christ? He was a thief. He was a thief. When a woman came to honor Jesus on expensive perfume, Judas said, we could have sold it and kept the money and used it to help the poor and all that. But the Bible is about this, he said, because he was carrying the bag and he was a thief. Can I have an amen? Amen. You see, I said yesterday, before I started this message, that it is to let we ourselves identify these things in us first and also to help us identify them in others. Hallelujah. Huh? Yeah. Number five. Leaders who are worldly. Leaders who are worldly. Worldly means that you love the things of the world. 
you love the things of the world. You love movies, TV, secular music. Yeah, you are here. A shepherd, a potential shepherd, always listening to secular music, going out at night to to drink, to to drink, to dance at clubs with your friends. Everything that your friends do, you do some. Huh? Do you understand that? You are worldly. And that is a sign of disloyalty. A leader who loves watching worldly and perverted films is to be noted. He loves worldly music and knows all the lyrics. Someone who admires worldliness is surely attracted to it. This person will desert you just as Demas deserted Paul. In 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 10, the Bible said that for Demas had forsaken me, having loved this present world. The reason why Demas forsook Paul was because he loved this world. So anybody who loves this world and is your shepherd, is your pastor, eh? I mean, we see it all the time at Kolgono. Sometimes a whole session of people don't come to church. We are, what is happening? They say there is a Pojomo. There's Pojomo. Adoring. There's Bonyo Party. What is Chalewate? What is that? At, at festival. Yeah. Yeah. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things have passed away. Pojomo has passed away. Bonyo party has passed away. Night class has passed away. Behold, all things have become new. You are a new creature. You see, that is why you cannot preach to your friends about Christ. Because honestly, honestly, it is us who say you are a Christian. But to them, look, sometimes you visit some people in the house. So, oh, I have come. My name is uh, Pastor John. So, Pastor, you are welcome, please. What can we do for you? So, uh, are you called? I've come to visit Ayoko. And uh, she comes to our church at uh, Zamama Line. Ayoko, please, did you say Ayoko? So, yeah, Ayoko. How long has she become? Oh, for the past uh, two years. You say, hey, Pastor, you have people in your church, Pa. Ayoko. I then they start. If money gets lost in this house, it's Ayoko. If there's a quarrel in this house, it's Ayoko. Any bad thing in this house, Ayoko. 
anyway, pastor, this one is not like we just want to uh, gossip about him. Monday, his boyfriend is called uh, Aite. He came here. Tuesday. Tuesday. Uh, New Lomo came. Wednesday. One B. Aile, the one that has a raster hair. What's the name? Uh, he says it's called Johnny Johnny. Look at you. Yeah. There are some young people here. This camp. 15 years. 15 years, you have an adult life. I mean, you can drink two bottles of apartheid and you are not drunk. No, two bottles. And you are normal. You are 18 years, you have two sons with two different girls. Why are they? Why are they? Yesterday, when we were talking about somebody who poured oil, you were saying in your head that, ah, Bishop, ah, oil, oil. Now, do you know the things that we pour? That's what you were saying. 17 year old boy. There are girls here, you are 17 years, 18 years. Eh? Your vagina, it doesn't matter what size of penis. I mean, no, there's, you are not afraid of anybody. 18 years. No limit. This guy, this guy, everybody knows he's called Jobula. His thing is like my leg. And as he's coming, he's saying, Look, Ayeli, can you? You say, Oh, this one, I can do all things through Christ. Waiting, man, no sin. Yes. It is not good. It is not good. It is not good. Come out from among them. 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 And become my people. And I shall be your God. And your father, said the Lord.
there are ladies here. They don't want one person. They want four at a time. So it's like, how many of you are coming today? Two? No, no, no. Get three more and add. You are playing multi system. Listen. Satan is destroying your life. But Jesus loves you. May you be delivered in the name of Jesus. Clap your hands for the Lord and you may be seated. Everybody is registered. All right. Hallelujah. Listen, if you love the world, you can't follow the Lord. Yeah. You cannot love the world and love the Lord at the same time. Choose. Choose. This day whom you serve. Hallelujah. Young people, listen to me. Satan wants to destroy you. If you continue like that, by the time you get married, you will not have children. Already at 21, you are a master of abortion. You know all the abortion techniques. Now, there, there are people here. What you know, your father doesn't know. Your father is a small boy. Your mother is a small girl. Don't laugh. Oh. It's Satan. And Jesus said, when he comes, he comes to steal to kill and to destroy. He wants to kill you. He wants to kill you. So now that we have chosen to follow Jesus, I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. Amen. I've decided to follow Jesus. It is possible. God wants to use you. God wants to use you. God wants to use you. But Satan wants to destroy you. Two weeks before I became born again, I met a girl. She was called Patricia. I slept with her. And we said we're going to get married. Two weeks later, I got born again. When I got born again by the grace of God, 
I felt literally that a heavy load had been lifted off my shoulders. I joined the SU. I mean, I don't, I don't know what happened, but I was on fire. Yeah. A week or two within my Christian life, this girl came to look for me. I had gone for SU meeting. When I came, I heard that she was looking for me. You see, listen, Satan somehow knows a little bit about what God wants to do with you. That's why he wants to kill you. He tried to kill Moses, the baby. He tried to kill Joseph as a teenager. He tried to kill Jesus. He tried to kill you. He knows that God wants to use you, sister, to sink like did Pastor Mami. Many of you young people here are going to become the pastors of this church to do great things. God is going to lift you up. But Satan wants to destroy you. You see, that thing that you are doing, the pornography and all that, don't think you are smart. It's Satan who is trying to destroy you. Yeah. I was just two weeks. I was living with my cousin. He had given me a room, a small room. Only the bed could fit there. And the lady came to that room. I was about a week or two in the Lord. She sat on the bed. I was trembling. I was young. The fire was flowing through my bones. She was very beautiful. I had strong erections. And, and she there, she has come. You know. And I told her, I don't even know how, from where. I say, Patricia, I'm born again. I don't live this type of life. But as I was saying, I was saying the midst of erections. No, I mean, not that, not that, oh, there was, no. I mean, if she had touched me or something small. No, we are very. That, that, she was just here and there. Even as I was saying that, oh, I'm born again. I wanted to embrace. Just not easy for me. So she left. She went to um, talk to my friends and me. I've gone to find a certain girl, and I said I go to SU. She was not happy with me at all. But that was the end. Until today, I'm standing before you as a servant of God.
Amen. There is no temptation that has befallen you. But that which is common unto men. So what you are going through, everybody goes through. When you have erections, it doesn't mean that you should go and make use of the erections. Do not allow your erections to determine your direction. Brothers, from today, when you have the erections, you go and visit and say, Have erections. You hold this and say, Brother, I command you in the name of Jesus. Stop that for up there. Relax. Peace be still in the name of Jesus. Begin to confess and say, I'm an anointed man of God. God is going to use me. God is going to use me. Today, I may be a little girl, a little girl, but God is going to anoint me. God is going to use me. I said, God is going to use you. You are the next anointed preacher. You are the next anointed church planter. In the name of Jesus. Any girl that is worrying you, after the camp, go and say, listen. Ajele. Mintao, Makabo, Oko. Then she will cry and say that, okay, I agree, but last one. That last one. That last one. Hey! Some stars that you have never seen before. Hey! You'll be trembling like that. It's the last one that will bring the HIV. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. How many of you want God to use you? God is going to use you. Amen. Next one. Leaders who think that they can do what you are doing better than you can. A leader who thinks that they can do what you are doing better than you can. Anyone who is watching me the senior pastor, and has thoughts flashing through his mind, I can do this better. Or if I had a chance, I would also be able to minister like that, and probably even better. Such a person is a dangerous person to have around. Remember that Absalom thought he could do his father's job better than he was doing. Absalom said in 2 Samuel 15:4, Oh, that I were made judge in the land that every man which had any suit or cause might come unto me 
and I will do him justice. A person is not doing what he's doing because he's the best at doing it. He's doing it because God has put him there. I am not the pastor of my church because I'm the best pastor. I'm here because God has put me here. There may be people who are even better pastors than I am. But God put me here instead of them. Amen? So watch out for such people who think that they can do what you are doing better. They are disloyal people. And they want to take your place. Number seven. A leader who is prepared to attack his own father or senior in ministry. That's what Absalom did. Second Samuel chapter 16 and verse 11. Behold, my son seeketh my life. Eh? Someone who is prepared to attack his father or senior pastor. It's a dangerous person. Your name is called Absalom. You are Absalom. It is only Absalom that attacks his father. Amen. Amen. How do you attack your father? Some of you are saying, oh no, I have not attacked my senior pastor, but you have insulted him. You have insulted him. You have been disrespecting him. Yeah. You have been talking behind his back. You have been criticizing him. You have been calling him names. You have been spreading bad stories about him. So you have been attacking him. And you are disloyal. Repent before what happened to Absalom comes upon you. Yeah. If you attack Reverend Alfred, sit at home and talk against him. Say bad things. You are attacking him, your pastor. You are a shepherd. He has appointed you as a shepherd, but you are attacking him, criticizing him. You are a disloyal person. It's a sign. We are talking about signs of disloyalty. Do you get it? Because nobody will come to say that I'm disloyal. So you have to look out for the signs. Pastors, are you looking out for the signs? Shepherds, are you looking out for the signs? And you see, look, God has brought us here because he loves us. No, he's not, he's not brought us here to kill us. He's brought us here to cleanse us. To cleanse us. To make us better. To help us to renew our mind. Yeah. So, all that we should be doing here is that as the different things come, okay, you tell yourself, oh, this is not good. I've repented. I won't do it again. That's it. God wants to make you a better. Because God wants to use you. Amen. And God is going to use you greatly. Amen. Yeah. I believe. Amen. Amen. Mm. Number eight. Wounded leaders 
who have never recovered from their hurts. Wounded leaders who have never recovered from their hurts. Do you remember yesterday when we were talking about the stages of disloyalty? Stage number two. Stage number two, offense. And the scripture said in Matthew 24, 10, many shall be offended and betray one another and hate one another. Do you understand it? Absalom was offended and for two years he plotted and killed his own brother. So, like we said yesterday, the church is a family. No, the church is a family. We are all brothers and sisters. Older brothers, younger brothers, you know, and all that. And like a normal family, there are issues. Somebody will step on your foot. Somebody will say something in the church. Someone will say in the ashes, you know, area fellowship, uh, shepherds training, something. It happens. But when you get hurt, be healed. Because if you don't, it's a journey to disloyalty. It's a journey. I pray that nobody will leave this camp still hurt. Let's drop all the offense here and go with a new heart to serve the Lord. Some of you didn't want to come for this camp. Your pastor really dragged you because you offended. But God brought you here to heal you. Amen. And the plan of Satan against your life is not going to come to pass. Amen. But the plans of God for your life is going to come to pass. Amen. And that plan starts from after this camp. Amen. Yeah. Some of you have stopped doing things. You have become passive. Go back. Do them with double energy. Let the devil know that you have wasted some time. You want to catch up. Yeah. Some of you need to go back or even during this camp, go to your pastor and apologize. I'm sorry. Even during this camp. Yeah. And some of you have heard some people go to them and say, look, I'm sorry. During this camp. So this is a healing camp. Restoration camp. Recovery camp, anointing camp, equipping camp, so that we can become loyal church planters. Number nine leaders who are not prepared to be trained or retrained in the ministry. Leaders who are not prepared to be trained or retrained in the ministry. Notice people who say things like, I was a leader before I joined you. I've been a leader for many years in such and such church. What he's saying is, I have already been trained and your training program is unnecessary for me. Make no mistake, dear pastor. People coming from other institutions need to be retrained to suit your needs. Do not allow anyone from another church to introduce another spirit of philosophy into the house. There are two types of trees, young and old. When a tree is young, it can be bent over. 
When it's old, it can no longer be bent over. Do not try to bend an old tree. In other words, do not try to teach an old dog new tricks. Amen? What am I saying? I've given up trying to retrain nice people from other churches. Paul trained Timothy and told him exactly what to do. He told him what to preach and how to minister. He called him my son. Timothy. Hallelujah. Timothy was obviously prepared for training and retraining. Yeah. Because you see, every church has its own philosophy, traditions, principles, you know, emphasis, the way we do things here. So when you come, even the fact that you are resisting retraining is a sign of pride. And someone who is proud is a disloyal person. Because God told Lucifer, you were good until pride was found in your heart. Why don't you want to be retrained? Why? It's a sign. It's a sign. We have a pastor in Lighthouse. Many of you may know him. Pastor Peter, who um, goes around promoting bishops' books all over the world. <laughs> it's too great. He's taking it, Pastor Peter Bright, he's taking the book promotion to the highest level. But many of you don't know his story. Many years ago, in the late 90s, when I was assistant bishop Sam at the Tama Church, he came. Came to the church for a lot of Bible school certificates. Wanting to be a pastor in the church. Yeah, he came for a lot of Bible school certificates. So we told him, no. This is not the way we appoint pastors here. If you want to become a pastor, put your Bible school certificate aside. Join the church as an ordinary member. And he did. And joined the church and was there for about a year or two. Then we sent him to Anakazu. He was part of, I think, of the first batch. We sent him to Anakazu. And then he finished and started working. Working. Today he's Pastor Peter Bright. He started from scratch. We trained. Because he was humble and God has blessed him. Amen? Yeah. Huh? So watch out. Sometimes you see in the church because you know where you are. You are struggling with instrumentalists, a praise and worship leader, then this guy comes. Do you understand it? Pick the mic, list praise. Wow! You are so happy. Because you don't have anybody. This is your praise and worship leader that you have. Hmm. He takes the song here, passes here, comes here, goes here. Always. The church is in confusion. Then this guy has come. 
but retrain him. Brother, we have something called Shepherd's Training School. Join it. Let's teach you about loyalty. Let's teach you about retention evangelism. Let's teach you about the work of God. Let's teach you. Yeah. At a young stage of the Tamar Church, we saw things like that. There was a guy. He came. He used to lead prayer. I mean, before he realized he's on the ground. He lasted about three or four months. We didn't see him again. There's another guy who came. Very good. Person to person evangelism. I mean, moving around. So one day, I went to, I went to visit him. I was doing visitations with him. went somewhere. And then somebody called him, Reverend so so and so. Reverend, I said, ah, are you a reverend? Not knowing that he is a, he's known as a reverend. He said, brother, you have hidden all these things from us. Because us is as a reverend that we don't know. We're drawing the members away. Amen. Hmm. We had a guy who was a keyboardist. Jumping all over the place. Who would not sit down to be trained. He had, he had a great gift. But the gift never benefited him. He's dead as I'm talking. Number 10. Leaders who are not prepared to do minor jobs. Jesus said in Luke 22, 27, I'm among you as he does serve it. Leaders who are not prepared to do minor jobs is a sign. What we are saying is that we are big. What we are saying is that we are big. We are big. That is why in our Bible school, eh, our students do social duties, minor jobs. Yeah. Whilst they are memorizing scriptures. We have a rotation called BMCDR. Bible memorization. And character development rotation. Yeah. Amen? Amen. That is how Jesus trained the disciples. Around boys, ashes, go and bring the donkey, serve the people with the food, send them around. So, somebody who cannot is not ready to do minor jobs. And you see in our churches. You say you don't have a job. You don't have a job. And sometimes you offer them jobs. At our cathedral. Reverend Ellie has offered many people shop assistance. You go and talk to people this two days. They'll be just 
two days. They'll be out. Because of laziness and pride. Pride. Laziness. Huh? Sometimes even by doing things in the church, being an usher, walking around, doing, then that, your quality is seen. Your energy is seen. Your work ethic is developed. Can be recommended. We have a lot of lazy people in our churches. Lazy people. Many of you young people in our churches, you are lazy. You are lazy. You are lazy. You are lazy. Lazy to study. That's why you fail all the time. Lazy to wake up. You wake up at 12 in the afternoon. You won't go to school. You are a student. You don't go to school. You can't go to school. You can't wake up. You cannot wake up. You don't do anything in the house. You are destroying your life. Because this world is ruled by hard working people. Hard working. Tired people. You see our bishop? Eh? (laughs) How did he write all these books? Try to write a book. A few years ago, I did a research and how to read and write. My God. My God. Sometimes I'll be flying and reading. One of my professors he told me, he said, how do you do it? He says, he said, most students don't do what you do. They can't write. Can't write. Ask my wife. I would sit down and I, I, I couldn't type fast to so have somebody who was typing for me and be detecting six hours continuous. Ten hours continuous. At dawn into the night while still preaching, having conversions, camps, traveling, teaching students, building, moving around. The same time. Yeah. That is what takes you far. When this place was being built, the bishop came here every day. If he was in town every day, you see him around. Come himself, climb, inspect things, learn to do things with your hands. Look, honestly, brothers and sisters, especially the younger ones, you have no hope if you don't stop this lazy, laziness business. You have no hope. 
No, you will be so poor. I'll give you an assignment. When you go, look for all the verses on laziness or slothful. Yeah. But the summary of it all is Proverbs 12, 24. The Bible says that the slothful shall be under tribute. But the diligent shall bear rule. The diligent, the hard worker. This world is ruled by hard working people. There are two people in America who want to become the president of America. A woman and a man. Since last year, they have been on the campaign trail. <laughs> if you like, go and sleep. Can you imagine flying, driving, traveling, talking, moving all the time? All the time. Since last year, the, the election is November. Since last year, they are still on it. Hey. Jesus walked 200 miles. From northern Israel to come to Judea, Jerusalem. Preach, preaching, moving. Jericho, here, here, Capernaum, all those places, moving, walking, going on boats. Listen. Grow out of the laziness. Come out of it. Okay? Come out. Come out. No outreach. Is because of laziness. No, because to do out the Bible said that and Jesus went about preaching the gospel, teaching in their synagogues, and healing all manner of disease. He went about evangelism. Eh? To do evangelism, you have to walk about. Yeah. At the Colgono Cathedral, we have instituted Saturday outreaches. So all the pastors, every pastor and his soul winners and his shepherds in an area, from three to four, one hour, go out there. And recently I joined one of the groups, also of Pastor Sami, who are going about. Walk. They will meet somebody. They will walk. We'll miss someone. They won't walk. We have to be walking. We parked our car. Yeah. That's why you cannot do evangelism. That's why when your pastor says do outreach, you can't do it. Lazy people know what to do, but they can't do it. The Bible says that the lazy man cannot even take food and put it to his mouth. <laughs> The reason why he's hungry is that he cannot take the food and put it 
Because sometimes all that you have to do is warm the food. You can't do it. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you here? Yeah. But what did Jesus say? Luke 22, 27. I'm among you. I see that servant. In John 13, when he was sitting at the table with his disciples, when they finished eating, he got up and took a towel and washed their feet. And he told them, I've done this as an example. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Number 11. A leader with a persistently stormy marriage. Number 12. Leaders who are irritated and reactionary every time you correct them. Leaders who are irritated and reactionary Every time you correct them. A leader will often have to correct his subordinates. When a person becomes irritated by correction, surely there must be some question about his character. A true student will never be angry or irritated when you reprove him. He would eagerly welcome the redress that makes him a better person. Ecclesiastes chapter 4 and verse 13. Ecclesiastes chapter 4 and verse 13. Better is a poor and wise child than an old and foolish king who would no more be admonished. The very fact that a person is irritated should tell you that he will not fit into your organization. Notice that Peter was neither irritated nor reactionary when Jesus rebuked him, with, rebuked him harshly. In Matthew 16, 23, the scripture says, but he turned, Jesus turned and said unto Peter, get thee behind me, Satan. Yeah. But he continued to follow Jesus. Listen. If you are working under somebody, the person should be able to correct you and rebuke you. Yeah. He should be. We can't sing your praises all the time. We can't sing your praises all the time. You dear, you always want us to say thank you. Well done. Oh, it's great. Yes, if if you deserve that, fine. But if you also deserve correction, we must. For all scripture is given by the inspiration of God and it is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for instruction, for correction in all righteousness that the man of God may be thoroughly furnished unto 
every good work. So there's, the word of God is for doctrine, but it's also for reproof. That's right. That's right. Jesus says, Satan! He was talking to Peter. Ah, today, you are, Pastor, you are calling me Satan. You say I'm lazy. Okay. Okay. Go and look for hard working people. Go and look for hard working people. This area fellowship work, I won't do it again. Go and look for hard working people. No, that hard working person is you. But now you are not hard working. We are trying to rebuke you so that the hardness and then the hard, the hard working quality will come out. You are the person. You are the person. But, but there's a clot. A cloud has covered you. you. Want to remove it? Want to remove it? Amen. And the reason why we are rebuking you is because we love you. Amen. In Romans twelve, the scripture says that whom God loves, He chastens it. And the Bible says, if God does not chastise you, it means you are a bastard. So are you a bastard? A bastard is somebody who doesn't have a father. Are you a bastard or you have a father? How many of you have fathers? And if I'm your father and we're a child, allow me to rebuke you. I said, allow me. Allow me. I've been rebuked many times by the bishop. Oh yeah. Yeah. There have been times that he has not been happy with me. And he has rebuked me. And it has made me a better leader. It has made me a better leader. Yeah. No, you are good, you are great. You are great. But there are some things around you. The scripture says, and every branch that bears fruit, he prune it that it will bear much fruit. Now the word prune is, the best way you can understand it is how to um, um, how do you call it? Um, dress hedges. So you see a house that is has hedges as the as a fence, and then the hedge is overgrown. So they take shears and then they cut. But when they are cutting, listen to that. This is like, only that the 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 plant not talk, but that cra is a pain that you feel. When you are rebuked, the pain that you feel is like you go away for one hour. When you come, these same overgrown hedges. So beautiful. That's a nice shape. So wow. God wants to turn into a nice shape. God wants you to become a beautiful one, a beautiful, wonderful servant. of the training. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Allow us. Allow us. 
How many of you are going to allow us? Don't run away from the church. Look, many of you are honestly, honestly, the church is doing the job that your parents cannot do. How many of you agree? The younger ones among us, some of you, your parents are so happy that you are in church. They have seen an improvement. How many of you, your parents have said that to you? Yeah. Yeah. Ochake. Ochake. Hey. Ajoko. Mene. Osumai. Ochake. Ochake. Oh. Osofo. Obomoji. Obomoji. Yeah. Yeah. But God wants to make you a better person. And the word of God comes as doctrine. But also reproof. Reproof. One day, Apostle Paul called the Galatians and said, Foolish Galatians. (laughs) (laughs) Foolish Galatians. Because they have gone back to some things. It's a foolish Galatians. Don't get angry. Don't say that. Some more bibio. Bibio that won't buy. Okay. I tell you. Don't get angry. Amen. Your being angry is a sign that you are disloyal. You are disloyal. You know, Absalom was angry because King David did not apply the law. Please sit down. When Amnon raped his sister Tamar, the law said that he should be killed. That was the law. So Absalom was waiting patiently. And David didn't do it. So he was angry. He was angry, number one, about the rape. Number two, about the fact that justice was not done. But let me ask you a question. How easy is it for you to kill your own child? How easy? It's not easy. I mean, I've realized it's not easy. So don't be angry. Don't be angry. We should be able to rebuke you. We should be able to say, you are a fool. Don't be silly. Think. Think quickly. Change your mind. Stop that madness. When I started working um, 
full time in full time ministry. The bishop handed over the Colgono Cathedral the campus to me. One time he came there and something had happened. Some furniture had been taken out. And I didn't know that it was a church's policy that we don't take furniture out. Somebody had done that. But see, I was the person around. Came around. He was not happy at all. Then he said, it's as if I brought a bushman to look after this place. Me. And there were people there. Yeah. There were people there. No, there were people there. It was quiet. It was quiet. And somebody who had been working with him for a long time, Bishop Prince, he saw me a few days later. He said, you did the right thing. He said, I was watching you. You did the right thing. You didn't defend yourself. You didn't say anything. You didn't argue. You didn't. Two weeks later, two weeks later, based on that thing that happened, we had a meeting. He promoted me to the whole world. Good attitude. Good attitude. He said, now take over the whole world. A bushman. <laughs> but I didn't run away. I'm still here. I'm still here. I said, I've not run away. Don't run away. Be there. Okay? But from a bush boy, the amount will come upon you. You'll be a refined boy, an anointed man. And I'm not a servant of God, and the blessing of the Lord will come upon you. Are you giving the Lord a shout of victory? And he was right. He was right, number one, based on what I've gone on. And number two, he's a father. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. One of the AOLs out of leadership is that if we're a leader, get angry sometimes. Show emotion sometimes. Some of you, you are leaders. You can't bite. Everything is okay. It's okay. You are spoiling the church. You are spoiling the church. Yeah. Spoiling the church. Look at your assistant and say, You're a bushman. You're a bushman. You are spoiling the church. Yeah. 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 And when they say it, you should just receive it. Thank you. Thank you, Bishop. Thank you. I'll repent. I will change the way I do things. That is why I'm here today. You are teaching. You are teaching. And after he has built this wonderful place, he put me here and said, You are still in charge. It's been many years of bushness. But through wise counsel and humility, advice has come. 
until I can be entrusted with a facility like this. God is going to do great things in your life. Amen. Amen. Wow. Wow. Is it is it this brother? Where is he? Come. This is a man of God. Sit down. This is a man of God. He came to me a few weeks ago. He said, I've been coming to your church, but I want to introduce myself to you so that I'll not be hiding among your congregation. He's a man of God. He says, I've been watching your ministry, Lighthouse. And I feel that there are some things that I, I must learn to add to my ministry. So please, I want to come to the church. Just sit down and learn. He mentioned, I want to learn this. I want to learn this. I want to learn this. Because I feel to make me a better minister. I don't even know that he's coming for the camp. You must be you must be ready to be retrained. Whatever he's learning, I hope that it will be a blessing to him. But why not? If you see something working, get close to it. Thank you. When I, when I started my private hospital, two miles away from me, yeah, two miles or one and a half miles, there was a big hospital, Dr. Tanya, Holy Trinity. When I started my hospital here, he had been in Paris for 10 years plus. Had a lot of patients very great hospital. But I realized that many of the private doctors didn't like him. Or they felt that he has done this, he has done this, he has done this. You know. But I said, what is his secret? What is his secret? If people ask me, ah, why have you come to, I mean, because you are not very far. I mean, like two miles is far by also because he is known, established. It's up to two miles. Yeah. Yeah. He's a great person. So I sent my boy. I said, go to hospital there. I gave him money. I said, go to hospital. So he went to hospital there. OPD. Everything. Went through all the processes. And when he came, he said, hey, the place is very nice. Wards are very nice. There are TVs. Environment is very clean. You know, I said, wow. Okay. Art of copying. I copied fully. In no time. In no time, I was blessed. Labor's family used to pass the hospital. 
and she had one comment to make. What was your comment? It doesn't smell like a hospital. Anytime you came, sir, he said, but this place, it doesn't smell like a hospital. <laughs> yeah. This place, my, my place, my hospital. I just copied and then I added my own. Yeah. Be ready to learn from others. We all don't have it all. You know, I'll, I'll show you one of the I'll show you one of the great things about the bishop. You see, the bishop anywhere he goes, he learns something. Oh, he learns something. You see him walking around, but he's observing. He'll be telling us, look, "Look at this. We need to add this. Have you seen this great thing?" You may think that's maybe a small church or something, but he is learning something. That is humility. And that is what makes you great.
us but Satan wants to take us away from our God through disloyalty and we are telling Satan we will not allow you we are humbling ourselves before God whatever is wrong with us Lord take it away from us and if you can use anybody Lord use us may the Lord use you in Jesus name Amen So, don't be angry when you are corrected. How many of you will not be angry? How many of you will not leave the church because you have been rebuked? Eh? You see, anybody that you see doing something at a certain level has been subjected to correction, instruction, rebuke. He's a survivor. Oh, yeah. Amen. If you are not ready, some of you see someone like Pastor Sami leading prayer. When he started leading prayer, you know, I called him and said, This is not a way to lead prayer. I taught him when you want to lead people in prayer, this is what you do. Number one, number two, number three. Mamehua, many times over the years. So this is not to lead how you lead worship. They don't have to sing. Do this way, this way, this way. If you are ready to accept advice, and listen, do you know that people pay a lot of money for advice? There are people, they are called consultants. All that they do is to give advice. There's a rich man in the world. He's called um, uh, Buffett. Warren Buffett. So sometimes somebody who wants to do some type of business wants advice from him. So we have to book, especially take him to lunch and pay him. And pay him. If you spend one hour, pay him. 
when President Clinton, you invite him to speak, it will cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars. Last year, he and the wife made 10 million US dollars. I think his own was about 7 million or so. True speech, speeches. Advice. The Bible says that with good counsel, wage war. But fools despise instruction. Look, at church, God is giving you advice without charge. Free of charge. How many of you will say genuinely that since you started working with the Lord and going to church, you have become a better person? We, we are all not there yet, but things are better. Things are better. Yeah. Yeah. So how many of you, when you go from this camp, you allow your pastor to correct you? And you still smile. Why do I get you angry? Say, ah, but, but Bishop Entefro cried the other time. He was called a bushman. When you remember like that, you know. Say, ah, but even Jesus called Peter Satan. Do you understand it? So me too. It's my turn. Look, most of you here, you are great to allow God to correct you. And look, God will not descend from heaven. If you like, go and ask the Israelites. They say Moses shouldn't speak to them again. Now, they want to hear from God himself. When he boom, war, they run away. They say, we beg you. Now go and hear and come and tell us. So God will not descend himself. He will correct you. He will teach you through the pastor that he has placed there. So when you get angry with the pastor, you are getting angry with God. Next one. A person a person who gives excuses and continually justifies himself. Amen. It's called stubbornness. Hmm? That's, how, that's how King Saul lost his kingdom. He was stubborn. You lose your position. You lose what God wants to use you to do if you keep on giving excuses and justifying yourself. Amen. Number 14. A person who does not keep promises. A person who does not keep promises. Watch out for brothers who make proposals to young ladies about marriage only to disappoint them a few months later. A person who constantly makes promises and breaks them is unreliable. That is an unfaithful unfaithfulness in your character. And that thing, the person will do it to you as a leader. That is what makes the person a po- So, these signs, listen, these signs are other signs who are disloyal or potentially 
disloyal. Now you see that such a person can be disloyal. Number 15. A leader who is vying for promotion and recognition. A leader who is vying for promotion and recognition. First Kings 1 5. First Kings 1 5. Adonijah exhorted himself, saying, I will be king. Hey, you see people, they present themselves in a way to be seen, be recognized. Promote themselves. Don't promote yourself. Promotion comes from God. Amen. 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 Huh? Yeah. Because such people, they get hurt. He wants to be the choir leader. You've come, no, they should make you the choir leader. Yeah, you are great, you sing nicely, you, but there were people here. Pastors, listen. Don't make the mistake. The Bible says that a bishop should not be a novice. Don't make the mistake of appointing new people into promotion. They are likely to disappoint you or orangulize you. Your old person who is there with his force is better. Which is another point. Which is another point. Okay. Number 16, a person who is an unknown factor. Yeah. Don't choose somebody who is an unknown factor. When they wanted to replace Judas, in Acts 1, 20, 21, 22, what did they say? They said, wherefore of these men which have accompanied with us all the time must one be ordained? Must one be ordained? Who must be ordained to replace him? Somebody who has been with us for a long time. A long time. There are some people there in the church. They don't, you know, they are not very great, very polished, very, but they are faithful. They'll be there. They are there. They are there. Then you see somebody who comes and all over the place, you know, and all that. Watch out. Watch out. Don't boast when you have not been to the battle. The Bible says, let not him that has not been to the battle boast. But let him that has been to the battle and have come and have removed his armor, let him boast. The church work is a battle. So people who have been with few, it rains, they are there. Roof has collapsed, they are there. Sack from the classroom, they are there. Those people are different from people who have come when everything. Bishop always says this. He said, look, all those of us who have come new, we are great. But we can never be greater than Bishop Saki and Bishop Adi and the people who have been with him from day one. And gone through the pain with him. Amen. Jesus told the disciples and the apostles, You are those who have been with me through my sufferings. That's a special reward for you. Your names will be written in the foundations of the walls of Jerusalem. Sometimes you see the pastor, this person has been very faithful. She's been the choir, she can't sink. You understand it? But she can be the leader. Just say, this is the leader. And teach him and back, back her. 
back here. Rather, you brought this new person. This new person, this church is his 52nd church. <laughs> From Aladura to 12 apostles, Apostle Continuation Church, Uzamadisco, Methodists, Anglican, Divine Healers, Central, Victory, everything. He's yeah, gone everywhere. And you too. He has been to places with instruments. Your church. Then I do have instruments. Kogas. Amen. Amen. Are you here? You've gone home. Signs of disloyalty. Number 17. A leader who has never been criticized. (laughs) Yeah. Never be criticized. Always good things have been said about you. Wait until we criticize you and rebuke you and if we are still around, then we know. Do you understand it? Matthew chapter 18 and verse 7. Woe unto the world because of offenses. For it must needs be that offenses come. But woe to that mind by whom the offense cometh. Hallelujah. For it must needs be that offenses come. Yeah, so you'll be criticized. You'll be rebuked. You'll be corrected. If you go through all that and now you are still here, great. So somebody who has not gone through criticism, eh? Sometimes it's better to choose people who have, who have done bad things over people have not done bad things before. Because the people who have not done bad things, they have a self-righteous spirit. But people who have done bad things before, they are humble. They are humble. They, 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 they don't have anything to hide. They don't esteem themselves high. They say everything. Everything you say, they have done something. So they are more humble. The issues of life has, have humbled them. Yeah. But when somebody has not been to those things before, the person always says, ah. The person looks down upon everybody. Oh, look at him. Ah, you say we are virgin. Jesus' definition of fornication. So if a man looked on a woman and lasted after her, he has already. Already. So the fact that you have not done the real action every day fornicate 15 times. In your mind. We are all the same. How many of you realize that we are all the same? 
So sisters, help us. Before you serve us water, make sure that you have covered. Because when the sisters say, oh, pastor, can you have some water? Oh. How many sisters will help us? You've won this short, short sketch. Please sit at the back. Don't sit in front. Because you have come to sit in front. We are doing praise and worship. And you are really in it. Oh, Medawo. Now, the brother, the brother just worshiping the Lord. But I said that when they are watching, you open your eyes from time to time. Then, mother war. Oh. So that he doesn't know whether the mother war is to Jesus or mother war is this. And then also, when, when you bend, you, you, you shake the things. So, mother war. How many sisters will help us? Please help us. We beg you. Uh, brothers, let's beg the sisters. They should help us. We beg. We beg. Hey. And then sisters. Sisters, please, when we are coming to church, put on panties. One day, one of our missionaries, he said, Bishop, I've seen something. I said, what have you seen? He said, I was preaching in church. Preaching on Sunday. Second row, there was a lady. He said, as I was preaching, from time to time, just look at her sister, and then the sister will make life. Look, sisters, we want to confess our sins. How many brothers want to confess our sins? When you do that, we don't want to see. But somehow, we, we come back. He said, Bishop, you imagine the lady was wearing no panties. Do you know who the lady was? Later, later he found out. This was a lady who had slain a pastor in the church. And the pastor had run away from the town. And now she had come to this church also.
So sisters help us because the brothers are eyes. What we say we don't want to watch. Sit down, sit down. One day, I was driving towards uh, Tesano. I was driving from Kodesh. Have you seen the Tesano, the police barracks? As we climb. So I, I was just, I was just driving. Then suddenly, I saw a sister. A big bubbling to whom to? Do you understand bubbling? The one I see that they're dancing. So I was driving. Like, I saw that like I saw foolishness. Like, I won't. So I was going at it. The as I was going at it. That's so foolish. Then I drove, but when I drove, I said, This big bubbling to whom to? It was not my fault. It was bubbling too much. How many sisters are going to help us in the churches? Amen. So we'll be good brothers. Is that also? Wow. A leader who has not been criticized before. A leader who is an unknown factor. Unknown. These are all potential disloyal people. Amen. Next one. A leader who does not say amen or smile whilst we are preaching. <laughs> Why not say amen? Why have you squeeze your face? I'm preaching. Some of you, why, why are you not saying? You squeeze your face. Or, why, why are they? Why are they? When everybody say amen, don't say amen. What do I say is that I'm not impressed. Ah, when people shout, you see, you are quiet. Ah, but what was that? Any left? If a if a no call. You guys, you are all children. We have heard better things. Yeah. Even the scripture that he quoted. It's all that you poor. There's another scripture. There's another scripture there. You don't know anything. I just impressed. So when you don't say amen, it means something. When you don't smile, it means something. No, it means something. It means something. Look 
can't say that. that why you not that is how my face your face is not like that. Your face is not like that. I said your face is not like that. I'm looking for the face. Where, where, where is it? If you like, don't smile, I'm coming. Uh, who is not smiling? Where are they? Huh? Where are they? Ah, brother. Why are you not smiling? Huh? Sorry? Pond him, pond him. Pond him, pond him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you smiling or are you angry? Are you smiling or are you angry? No. Right now, are you smiling or are you angry? Wait. Smiling. Smile. No, smile properly. I can't see it. Now, who else? Who else? I'm looking for a sister who is not smiling. Hey. Why are you not smiling? Why are you angry? Why is your sister who is not smiling? Ah, sister. You are not smiling. But your smiling is very hypocritical. You are warned. Uh, are you smiling or you are not smiling? Clap your hands for the Lord. Are you giving the Lord a wonderful clap offering? So, pastors. When you are preaching, look into their faces. You see, it's because some of you, you don't teach and preach well. When you are preaching, you'll be looking into the, uh, the ceiling. Jesus said, feed my sheep. He didn't say, feed my giraffes. Look into the faces of the people. If Abel had looked at the face of Canaan. Because the Bible says that his countenance fell. In other words, his face became angry. Somebody with an angry face is inviting you that let's go to the farm. Don't go. Don't go. But see, he did not watch. So the face, you can't say that your face doesn't matter. Your face matters. It's a certain wife's. Wives, your face is not nice. Your husband is ready. 
you have squeezed your face. You say, come, uh, quickly, whatever you want to do, come. What, what do you mean? How? Whatever you want to do, come and do and go. Hey. You are no wrong wife. You are no wrong wife. When her husband is cursed, oh, 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 please. Amen. Huh? Next one. A person who does not take notes when you are preaching. Where are they? Where are they? Pond them, pond them. Pond them. Pond them. Okay, now, this brother. Yeah, come. Yeah. New Daniel. When we say pond, it doesn't mean that she be so wicked. Come. Where's Pastor Sammy? You are too wicked. Pond means a little water. Pond. Is. Yeah, here, here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Next time, when we say pond, just a little water. Don't be, don't be too wicked. Some of you want to get a little power. A pond small now, there you have just bathed the person. Amen. A person who does not take notes when you are preaching. Revelation chapter 21 and verse 5. He said unto me, write. For these words are true and faithful. The Bible teaches us to write down true and faithful words. Watch out for people who do not take notes whilst you are teaching. This is a sign that they think that they know everything. Yeah? It is a sign that they think that they know everything. A person who thinks he knows all that you are teaching should not be around you. He may be saying, I'm as good as you and there's nothing new that you can teach me. Said this loyal person. Hallelujah. Number 20. A person who is not faithful in another man's work. A person who is not faithful in another person's work. 
a person who is not faithful in another man's work is potentially disloyal. How many of you have seen the signs? Yeah. Amen. Watch people's attitudes towards their responsibilities. If they, th- they treat other people's businesses and properties with care, they are likely to treat your ministry with care. You never know how people behave when they are out of sight. But when you see them, just observe how they handle somebody else's car or property. Watch the person who recklessly handles other people's belongings. Luke chapter 16 and verse 12. This is what Jesus said. And if ye have not been faithful in that which is another man's, who shall give you that which is your own? Amen. Be faithful with what has been given to you so that God will give you your own. When somebody gives you his child to look after, look after them well. Don't be giving them knock, small, small. Yeah. God will not give you your own. So the fellowship, the satellite church, the branch, the choir, whatever the pastor has given to you, do it well. It's God's business. As you do that, God will also give you your own. Amen? Amen. Yeah. I am blessed with so many wonderful assistants that God has given to me. My sons and my daughters in the ministry. Special people who love me, who have been with me all these years. But I remember when I was assisting Bishop Sam, I assisted him with my heart. I was loyal to him. I assisted him with my heart. He sent me around. Go to who? I was a lay pastor. Go here. I always went. Yeah. I took over the battles and fought them on his behalf. A good assistant does not shy away from the ugly part of the ministry. He rather takes that and makes his pastor look nice. But a bad assistant will hide and allow the pastor rather to fight the issues. You see, anytime I complain about the sound, you see people rise up. I'm going to sort it out. It's like, leave it for us. Yeah. Huh? So, now that I also have become a leader, then God has also given me good people. Yeah. This one is being at Canterback on my behalf. It's a lay pastor. Canterback. They were coming for me. They didn't didn't meet me. He was the one that they met. Where the pastor? They took him. Yeah, they took him. And when I heard that he has been taken, I went to the police station. And when I got there, 
the officer, I introduced myself. I said, I hear that you have uh, arrested one of my pastors. My name is Susan, so I have come. He said, ah, he turned to Elias Compra or somebody sitting there. He said, the pastor himself has come. He told him, Longo him to the counterback. No, he told him. He said, lock him. Yeah. So, I looked at the guy that had been given the instruction. Then he looked at me. Then he kept certain. So the officer said, I said you should lock him. So I looked at him. Then he looked at him. Obutwa, butinibi. Or slap wa, slap in the Or shake wa, shake If he intimidates you, intimidate him. Yeah. So. I don't know what happened. I said, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? Who is misbehaving here? Hey! Myself came. I said, who are you? I blasted him. He said, arrest who? You. You can arrest me. Blasted him. As I was blasting, a door opened. And his immediate boss came. So what is going on? I added him. I, I said, look, you don't train your officers. I added him. Blasted him. He thought I was a lawyer. I said, you lawyers, when you come here? So I'm not a lawyer. Blasted him. Yeah? I said, listen. You have arrested my pastor. Don't I have the right to come and bail him? When I've come. Said so they should what? So as I was talking, and I said, Who is in charge of this police station? Who is here? Who is the commander here? So I left. CIG sergeant and I think uh, uh, inspector or somebody, the lines come. I left them. I went to the commander. I said, What, what is the confusion here? What, 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 what is the confusion here? Why? Don't I have. He said, he said, Doc, Doc, please. He said, nice commander. It was an ASP. Nice. It was a lawyer. Nice. We sat down with charters, please. I said, see, that is why the public does not respect your offices. They don't know how to behave. I said, please. Then I said, who is that? I said, I said, certain. So, I sat down. He was here. He had a chair. I said, please sit down. I sat down. I crossed my leg. So they called the guy. The one who said they should lock me. When he came and saw me, he couldn't believe it. So the officer said, hey, it was not easy for him. It was not easy for him. I said, even here is more. I drove to CID headquarters. National director. I said, what type of stupidity is going on there? He took the phone. You better want the meat that you are chewing. <laughs> My pastor, out. I took him out. Out. You raise him now. 
released him. Yeah. It's not every meat that you should attempt to eat. Just not easy for, for all of them. Yeah. And I told the CIA national director, I said, I wrote a letter to him. I said, deal with this matter. If you don't, I'll take you to the IGP. Wow. He said, don't worry, leave it to me. National director, the whole national director. Watch the meat that you are trying to chew. <laughs> we are good general. Good general. Hey. Recently, we had some problem on uh, a side somewhere. So my pastor went to see the commander in the area. Land guards were disturbing. When he went to see the commander, they were taking no action. Later, when the Langas were invited, they told one of the officers there, they said, look, you, this officer, if you lock us, we'll come out. But if we lock you, the officer, you can't come out. <laughs> this is a Langado speaking to a police officer, a Langada that has been invited to the police station. When I heard it, I said, I told the pastor, I said, look, we are dealing with the wrong person. So I drove my car and I went to the commander. And I said, this is what I've heard. Confusion. We have reported to you. I hear your langas are rather saying that. I want you to know that. I don't even need to come here. I don't need to come here. Me, I can go to the IGP street. I told him, I can go to the IGP street and tell that you are not doing your work. But I don't want you to blame me that I've reported you. So I've come to warn you. He said, Bishop, thank you for coming. Leave it with me. I was sort of, since that, they didn't step back in. Anointing makes you a man of authority. I see you becoming anointed. He was trembling. Trembling. Commander of a whole district. Trembling. I told him. I said, I don't need to come here. But I don't want you to say that, you see, we have gone. So he said, I will have been very hot. Amen. Amen. One day I was going to somewhere and I was talking on the phone. Very important thing. A policeman weighed me down. Before I realized I sat in my car. So why am I speaking on the phone? I said, I'm, I'm a doctor. I said, I'm a doctor. I said, doctor, can't I speak to my patients if there's an emergency? Can't I speak? He said, let's go. So I took off. I was going towards Obechebe. 
Yeah. And so let's go. I said, I said, where? He said, let's go to the police. I, I told him, I am to taking finish. you to my hospital straight. He said, oh, why are you taking me to the hospital? I said, I told you I'm a doctor. He said, oh, but you did this. I said, I told you. So I was going. He said, so where are you going? I said, I'm taking you to my hospital. I'm going to my hospital. Oh, God, you see the injection that will get you. And started begging. He said, Oh, please, I beg you. Can you drop me here? <laughs> then he told me his police stations. He mentioned, He says, I'm so sorry, so. Anytime you need a police, you can come to me. Hey. I also mentioned my name. I said, Anytime you need me, you can contact me. That was it. Power passes power. He was very hot. He was very hot. He had not sat in a driver's car that was hot like that before. I didn't invite you to sit in my car. Wow. May the Lord deliver you from every spirit of disloyalty. Hallelujah. Number 21, a leader who does not pay tithes and offerings. A leader who does not pay tithes and offerings. Any leader who does not pay his tithes may be a traitor. You see, money must not be a problem for a leader. Yeah. The Bible teaches us that a person who does not give tithe is a robber. It's a robber. Malachi 3.8 Will a man rob God? Yet he have robbed me in tithes and offerings. I declare unto you therefore that every robber is a potential traitor. Watch him. Amen. Now, all those of who are shepherds and pastors, we expect you to give offerings and pay tithes. And pastors, remove shepherds who don't pay tithes. Remove them. Yeah. And in my council, I monitor the tithes of all the pastors. I do. Yeah. Jesus said, where your treasure is, that is also where you have to be. Just, and money is your treasure. So if you cannot give your money, put your money in the ministry, then it shows that your heart is not in the ministry. How many of you understand that? It means that your heart is, you may say that I'm a shepherd, I'm a dead, but your heart is not in it. Because your money is your treasure. And Jesus said, where your treasure is, there also will your heart be. Is that what Jesus said? Yeah. yeah. 
So all the general superintendents, you must monitor the tithe of your pastors and your shepherds. So pastors, your tithes, but you know it yourself. Yeah. And monitor them. And I called one of the pastors. I said, listen, you have not been paying your tithe. Called him to my office. Say, you have not. You have to explain. Yeah. Twenty-two leaders who do not attend certain meetings. Huh? Yeah. Leaders who do not attend certain meetings. This is one of the main things we see about shepherds, pastors. Potential shepherds is a sign of disloyalty. You don't want to fellowship. You don't want to come close. And you see, if you don't come close, you are likely to betray us. Because you don't hear what everybody else is hearing. Yeah. And I want to use this come to remind all shepherds and all pastors and all minister shepherds that Tuesday services is compulsory for all shepherds, all pastors, all minister shepherds. If you're a pastor, you're a minister shepherd, you're a shepherd. Yeah. At the Cathedral, where I, your bishop, my seat is. That's the policy of the church. We all used to go to Kodesh. And the bishop said, everybody go to where your bishop is. Why don't you come? Why don't you come? You see, he didn't think about it, but it's a sign. Their pastor say you don't come. Or you come once a while. Pastor! But if you don't come, how do you expect your shepherds to come? Hmm? Attending all meetings is important for leaders. Take note of those who constantly absent themselves from certain meetings. Constantly. With excuses and all kinds of things. They always have excuses. But take note of them. Remember that Judas was always moving out on other missions when the disciples were fellowshipping with Christ. Remember how Thomas was absent when Christ appeared after his resurrection. Absentee tense traitor. I believe that it is because of Judas' frequent absenteeism that he became a traitor. I also think that it is because Thomas missed a very important meeting that is why he became a doubter. John 20, 24. But Thomas was not with them when Jesus came. Most definitely, the absence of certain leaders from some meetings will cause them to be different from your loyal team members. Attendance at all important meetings is essential to maintaining loyalty. Do not overlook leaders who seem to be too busy to attend important discussions. After a while, such people will be different from the rest of your team. When we say shepherds service is 4 o'clock, 
Why have you run away? You always run away. Run away from New Believer School. Run away from Soul Winner School. Run away from Fruitful Believer School. Run away from Mature Believer School. Run away from every meeting. It's a sign. You are not faithful to the things of God. Pastors cannot gather their shepherds to train them and deepen their knowledge and their skills for the work of God because they run away. So-called shepherds. So-called shepherds. Even coming for this camp, I know how many battles pastors have gone through. But how many of you are blessed being here? How many of you would prefer rather to be here than any other place? But you see, Satan doesn't want you to come. Yeah. You know, there's one thing that I know for sure. Nobody here after this camp would remain the same again. Your spiritual life will, be the sa- will not be the same. Your Christian life, how you were for God, you know, and all that. Yeah. Where's somewhere, baby? Stand up. Somewhere, who are the rest of the people? Eugene, where's Eugene? Where's Eugene? Eugene, come. Emmanuel, yeah, come. Come, come. Come. 2009. Was it 2009? Or 2010? Eh? Which year was that? Was it 2010? 2010. Huh? Yeah. 2010. I had a camp at Bunsu. Okay, these people were, they were new converts. Yeah, they were new converts. Just joined the church. Samson, yes, Samson. This one was part of them. 2010. But I said, oh, let's send all of them. Yeah. Today, most of them are church planters. This is a church planter, this is a church planter, this is a church planter, this is an upcoming church planter. One day you go inside a church. Wow. No, no, and you come fresh. So pastors, when you are coming for meetings like this, bring even such people. You see, we are under an anointing. The anointing here this is the anointing that is on our father, the bishop. And that is the anointing that changes people into ministers. No, no, no. I am sure from the least to the greatest, nobody after this can be the same. Even if you want to change, you can't change. You have been arrested for Christ forever and for his work. remember them. I always remember them. And at the camp meeting, they were behaving like the guys who were sitting at the other side. Chatting, scratching, they were making noise. They didn't understand. They, they didn't know why. You know. There are people here, all that I'm saying is that, I mean, you are rather feeling hungry, tired, sleepy. When will you finish? You have never been at a service that 
The pastor preaches for so long. All your prayers that ah, when it's break, you know, this and all that. That's all. But because there's an anointing, you are being changed. No, you are being changed. Look, the might this guy is very wild. Very wild. These are some of my wildest guys. This guy, he can put 40 people. Now I've released him to go and start a church. He could put 40 people, 50 people in a bus, he alone, and bring them to church from Palm Bros. From Palm Bros. He could carry a whole church to church. Some of you, your church is 40 people. people. He could carry that whole. No, consistently. He just went to start a two of them and started a church. All right? This church is working. Thank you. You have to attend meetings. Don't run away from meetings. Lighthouse. Sunday we are working. Look, it is now that many churches are copying us. They are copying. I went to a pastor's church in Kenya. It's amazing. It's amazing. I mean, if you enter the church and after church, you'll be at home. Says, this is lighthouse. But that's not a, not a lighthouse, but he has been following the bishop. We'll be there to 11 p.m. And now, because I was preaching, because I was preaching everything, I have to beg leave to go. But he, his assistants, his shepherds, are there happily, happily, happily. They are, they are not ready to go anywhere. We shouldn't lose this thing. So this is what has made this church a blessing. So we come to church. The pastor preaches. After that, part two of the work has come. Part two, which is visitations, which is counseling, which is training, shepherds training, which is meetings, thinking about the work, pastors, discussions into the night. Go and visit some people and come back. That is lighthouse. That is our tradition. That's our philosophy. That is what we do here. Don't change it. Don't alter it. Don't bring a new spirit. New generation. Don't change it. Do not remove the ancient landmarks. Ah. One of my young pastors was telling me how he had to go and stand at the gate to prevent his people from going. He, he needs to have a meeting with them. Early rain uh, potential shepherds. His presence potential shepherds. Don't spoil the church. We are changing. We are changing. Listen. You know, the atmosphere in the church is an atmosphere of an anointing. As you are in the church, an anointing is rubbing on you. The very air that you are breathing, the spirit of God, the power of God, the presence of God. 
God will be changing your life. Thank you, Bishop. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. God will be changing your life. Stay in church. That is how we grew up. The cathedral. Oh, we have slept there. It's called waiting ministry. You see, today you see the bishops. All of them. Bishop Patrick was at Tamale. Bishop Kakra was in Kumasi. Bishop Hamish was in Takrade. We're pastors. And the training. Every Tuesday we'll have a training session. IPTP. Informal pastoral training program with Bishop. And the announcement was that the IPTP will come on after the service. When after the service? No time. After the service. Yeah. I was a young doctor at Kolebu. Most times, I will come to church straight from Kolebu. Which means I have not gone home. Morning. Service will end. Where the Bible school libraries those were the offices. Within offices. Bishop's office was there. I'll be waiting. You have meetings, counseling sessions until around about midnight. 1 a.m. 12. Now, IPTP. And Bishop Hamish will drive from Takrade. Bishop Kakra will drive from Kumasi. Bishop Patrick will come from Tamale. IPTP meeting. will be there to about 3, 4 a.m. Sometimes I move from there back to work. My eyes will be red. There were no books. Job will be talking. There were, no even no, there were no manners. Just talking. Then one time, he said, oh, we need to write some of these things yeah. down. So I started taking notes. Those were the things that were transformed into the manuals. Before books. We've been through it. There is nothing that we are asking you to do that we have not done. When I asked you to go and do outreach, done it. Yeah. Start area fellowship, Basel. When I joined the church, First thing the bishop told me, go and start an area fellowship at Kanishi. I went to start. Go and start information ministry. Started it. Go and do this. Go and do this. Go here. Up and down. Yeah. Our hearts was in the work of God. We loved it. You see, many of you the reason why you are struggling and you are not being fruitful is because your heart is not in the work that you are doing. You, are, you, you want to run away from it. But love it. Love it. And then also you are a young person, so you have energy. Yeah, the little crowd that I know is through the ministry. Driving all around. Tema. I parked my car. 
two visitations. La chibi, ça commande. Park my car. Huh? We go from here to the end of the road. Person to person. Every room, every corner. Then we turn here, then we turn here, then we turn here. The Sakumono flats, the tall flats, have entered into most of them. Room to room. Preaching. Some accepting us, some sucking us. One time I entered into one of those flats and saw a man, big man, sitting in his hall. What do you want? So we are here to share. I said, no, no, he sucked me. Yeah. I left with my tails. Some time later, I went to visit the managing director of a company that was attending my clinic. I got to the reception. Session went to tell the managers, oh, please. When I entered, and the managing director saw me, so talk, you are welcome, you was happy, you know. When I turned, who was sitting down there? That man. He was shocked. He didn't know who I was. He was shocked. I could see it on his face. We went around as doctors. Being sacked. You primary school. JHS. Don't want to go out. Hmm? Are you here? You've gone home. <laughs> Be at meetings. Your presence in your presence in church will change you. Will change you. We were transformed completely. And many years ago, God, the Bible said that wisdom is justified of children. Many years ago, you look at it. All these people are bishops with huge ministries. All this. We were the shepherds. Every one of them. Last year when uh, Bishop attended the church conference to preach on the last day. This of where they he was pointing to all of us. Said, this, this was my this. This one was my this. This one was my this. This was my Where his shepherds? Where his shepherds? You are going to be a great person. But you must allow yourself to be put into the, the oven. You have to go through pain and suffering and hunger and tiredness. God, God is building you up. Don't run away from the meetings. Yeah. When we come to church, we are all there until we go in the night. Everybody here. Last Sunday was the last Sunday that you left immediately after church. From this Sunday. Eh? Go to your pastor and say, Pastor, look, me, I'm here. I'm here. What, 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 what do you want to do? I'm here. And there are a lot of things that we can do. While the pastor is counseling, you can go for uh, visitations. Members who didn't come to church, you can visit them, find them, those who are sick. You know, and you can even do outreaches. Sunday is a very good uh, day for outreaches. Let us stay in church. 
Let's attend the meetings. Don't let us be like Judas or Thomas. Be around all the time. And God will change you and anoint you. Number 23, a person who approves of someone who makes wrong decisions. A person who approves of someone who makes wrong decisions. First Kings 1 7. And he, Adonijah, conferred with Joab and they helped him. Joab. Adonijah decided to make himself the king. Why do you support him? There are people like that in the church. Because the person is your friend, because the person is your sister, because the person is your brother. But we learned yesterday that loyalty does not depend on emotions but on principles. So watch out for people in the church who are always supporting people who are doing the wrong things. And when you rebuke those people, they, they get even more angry. Like, ah, but I mean you were, you, were, you, were, you were too hard on him. You are no rango. You are no rango. Only that we have not noticed it. But this one has exposed you. 24. Leaders who are not prepared to do things they did not choose to do. 25. A person who poisons you about others. Know that the person will do that to you also. 26. A leader who is not prepared to be birthed into the philosophy the standards, the vision, the procedures, and the spirit of the house. 27. A person who manipulates his way into leadership without serving his way into that leadership position. Manipulates. You have to serve and go through everything before. But people who are trying to use shortcuts, get close to their pastor, you know, and then this thing, so that you are elevated. Watch out. It's a bad sign. 28. A leader who does not stay around to mingle and interact with other church members. 27. A leader who has a Jezebel for a wife. 29. 30. A person who constantly shifts the blame to other people. Take the blame if you're a leader. 31. A person who thinks too much money is being spent on the head. That is Judas. That's Judas. Listen. Why don't you want your leader to enjoy some privileges? If the person is a leader, the person will enjoy some privileges. Yeah. If an assistant and it's your pastor's birthday, organize a nice, organize a church. Listen, look, in two weeks' time, our pastor is going to have his birthday. Everybody, let's rise up to honor him. Yeah. That is the work of our assistant. Because you're the head pastor. You can't do that. The honor me. But you see, a bad assistant will not do anything. You are a bad assistant. You are a disloyal assistant. You don't want your leader to enjoy certain privileges. But see, leaders, when you go close to them, 
you realize that, look, they don't really enjoy. They just suffer a lot. They just suffer a lot. Look at President Barack Obama. He's a young man. His whole hair is gone. No, what he said eight years ago and now. He's a young man. He's, uh, I think he's 53 years or so. 53 years ago. Great cry. The issues, the problems from Syria to here to here, to Donald Trump to this. Oh, problems. Next one, a leader who is unduly quiet, reserved, and detached. Why are you so quiet? Especially if the person can talk. And then now, you have become quiet. Watch. Watch the person. Watch the person. Next one, a leader who is always late for meetings. It's a sign. Next one, a leader who feels he knows the mindset of the organization and therefore does not bother to ask important questions. 35, a leader who has not been involved in practical ministry work. That is this, a leader who does not contribute to a joint effort which is intended to bless and appreciate their pastor. So, Two days, in two days' time, Galatians says, any shepherd here, potential shepherd, member, pastor, I'm watching all of you. I'm watching all of you. Pastors, I'm watching you. Shepherds, I'm watching you. It's time for us to honor our pastor. If you don't, for me, you are a dangerous person. It's a sign. It's a sign. Uh, what you are saying, ah, why? But why not? Your life is the way it is because of a leader. Africa is the way it is because of our leaders. No roads, no hospitals, you know. Yeah, because they don't use their money well. And wait until elections and be sharing 50 uh, CDs here, cheese pockets, moving around here, painting roads, you know, and all that. During the election year. And I'm painting the road to deceive the people more. You should have developed the roads. You should have. You should have. But that's why Africa is the way it is. That's why all of us want to run away. It's true. It's not the truth. It's the truth. A leader, you are put there to work for the people. Make things better. Look at the traffic in Accra. So a worker can arrive at work at 11 a.m. Close at 5. Where's the productivity? That's why there must be roads, different types of net roads connecting different places. Most of the places, when you're going, there's only one road. So all of five. Eh, 50,000 cars, we all have the same place. If there's an accident, that is it. Can stay there for eight hours. Because somebody is not thinking about the real problems. She didn't say it. She was like, come. One day I was flying from somewhere. 
And then there was a man sitting by me. He was reading a fat book. I was also reading. So we didn't talk much. Until about 50 days before we landed. Then I saw that the book I was reading was a law book. So I asked him, are you a lawyer? They said, oh yeah. You know, he was a lawyer. And all that. So as we were speaking, I realized that he was a, a big man, a politician. So I also introduced myself. Then he took us on. Pastors. Charismatic pastors. This, 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 this. I listened to him. When if then I said, but you, you say you're a leader. What have you done? If you're a leader, you have to build something. What have you done? We as a church, look at us. We're a church. We have done this. They say, oh, no, no, no. I'm not talking about you. People ask for you. Light us. We are, no. we are doctors. We are this. You realize that the meat that he was trying to chew. He quickly gave me his card. I also gave me my card. Bad leaders. You won't develop the country. Election year, then you are sharing money. Putting money into people's pockets. Sharing money on the streets. Painting roads. You don't need to do any of this if you have ruled the country well. If they bring you money, take it. The money is a Ghana money. When you get to the room, nobody is there. You use your conscience. Don't vote along ethnic lines. Vote according to who can rule the nation. That's it. I'm anointed. If you like, try. You fall flat to your face. Bad leaders. Africa, look at uh, Bongo, Gabon. How can you, the president in charge, go to election and win with 6,000 votes? 6,000 votes. The whole country. 6,000 votes. Because he lost. His father ruled the country for 42 years. And then you came. You also want to be there. They voted you out. Just go. Manipulated, moved around, judges, different things, and then they gave you 6,000 votes. Spoiling the country. Mugabe, 90 something years, I would die. Look. He said, You can win the election, whatever. I'm, I'm, I'm not going away. <laughs> and then people follow such people, follow them, including enlightened people. I spoil the country. What will happen to your children and your grandchildren? Amen. And this year, election one piece in Ghana. We ask anybody of an agenda to bring war, destruction to the country. Yeah. If you lose, sit down. Yeah. If NDC loses, away. If NPP loses, away. 
Nobody should bring it. We curse you if you bring trouble to this country. We want to be in peace. And look, don't follow anybody. You know that some pulling agent. They have, don't go there. Don't get involved. Yeah. Don't die any foolish death. Let's live and serve the Lord. Win souls and lead them into the kingdom of God. If you are pulling agent, do the right thing. You are a Christian. You are a Christian. If it is sister, don't add zero to eight to be six hundred. You are a Christian. Let your yea be your nay, and your nay be your nay. You are a returning officer. Say this, the truth. If you can't do it, don't get involved. Don't stand for pulling agent. Don't stand for return. Don't stand because you want to speak the truth. Thirty-seven. A leader who has not been tested by time. Amen. What a blessing. Are you blessed? Signs of disloyalty. We are going to start churches, so. but before that, we have to be loyal. So there will be unity, there will be love, successful ministerial team will fight, Orangos fight the, the fifth column, so the love of God will fill the church and all that. Hallelujah. Stand to your feet and lift up your two hands. Lift up your hands. Shilaba Hayate Remonte Mayande Reboho Capitare Mohonde Sekayata Atare Mokapale Mesente Menderia. We give you praise, we give you glory, we give you honor in Jesus' name. Amen. been blessed by this message. We invite you to worship with us at the Lighthouse Chapel International Light of the World Cathedral Collegon opposite the Collegon Main Gate. Please note our service times. English services, early rain service 6.30 a.m. to 8.30 a.m. His presence service 8.30 a.m. to 10.30 a.m. And love and faith service 10.30 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. Other languages, L'Eglise Glorieuse, French, 7.30 a.m. to 9.30 a.m. Love and Victory, Gain, 7.30 a.m. to 9.30 a.m. And Love and Hope, Tree, 9.30 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. Our Vibrant You Church also starts at 12 noon to 2 p.m. 
Be part of our midweek invitation service this and every Tuesday from 6.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. prompt. For prayer, counseling and further inquiries, please call 0278-888-884 or 0543-289-289. The numbers again, 0278-888-884 or 0543-289-289. God bless you.